Hello, and welcome to the Don Father, a group therapy session for lost souls, very low intelligence people, and general football nuffies who think that following a witch's hat rental company is actually a genuine AFL football club. Matthew, yet again, we have to talk ourselves off the ledge and discuss a very dismal performance. Yeah, look, it was a... uh... Disappointing, disappointing, and uh, the more we, you know, do this every week, and oh, we're making progress, and uh, we just get reminded, we just get reminded uh, how dangerous getting ahead of yourself is, uh, as well as the fact that hey, this is still the same group of players that dished up these performances, uh, really twelve, twenty-four months ago, like, and even probably further back. Uh, from that, this was uh, abysmal. It was shocking. I congratulate the players on uh, getting paid to be a part of a JWS training session in which uh, we played the witches' hats. Um, it was uh, it, it was actually such a poor effort that we had to try to be that bad. Like there, there is just no way known that you could have been unintentionally that poor with your performance on a football field. That was absolutely abysmal. It was a schmozzle. I was embarrassed. Uh, and and uh, I, 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 some, one of those times that really make you question why you do it. Why the hell do you do it every single week? I will go as far to say, and I've said this a couple of times before, but, I mean, no one has a crystal ball, do they? That was the worst performance by the Essendon Football Club that I think I have ever seen in my 37 years of watching football. Well, it's a bit less than that. I, I, I kind of picked 1996 as the first year I really got into footy. And certainly in that 27 years of watching football, I struggle to find a worse performance than that. And there was that Bulldogs game a couple of years ago where we conceded 21 straight, and certainly there's been games where we've lost by 100 points. But I struggle in my memory to find a worse performance than that. Oh, I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one. We've got to put it in context. And you have to laugh because otherwise you cry. It's just football. It's just a silly game of men in short shorts chasing a leather ball around a grass oval. But, jeez, we deserve better. We, as long-suffering supporters, as people who genuinely pay quite a bit of money to be members of this football club and have for a number of years, we deserve better than that trash that this football club dished up. I, I, I don't like the rhetoric when people say it's just sport. Mm. Um, look, and I'm heavily biased as someone who works in sport and promotes uh, the growth of sport and, and the participation uh, of it um, or in it. I don't know. Um, you look at what the Matildas did and how that united a country. 11 million people, 65% of the population tuned in 
yes, it's sport, it's a ball, it, it, but it, 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 it's more than that. I'm sorry. Mm. It is just more than that. Uh, is, what it means to people. Isn't, is there anything more quintessentially Essendon than the Matildas getting a statue built for them after finishing fourth? Is that not is that not the most Essendon thing celebrating mediocrity that you could ever imagine? Ah, uh, I I uh, I know where you're going with that joke. Uh, I'm not prepared to call them Matildas or label it as mediocre. Uh, I think uh, I think yeah, that, I think it was a fantastic performance, and I think they well exceeded their our expectations. Finishing fourth is a fantastic effort. Do I think we need a statue for it? No, I don't. I disagree. I and and I was a bit the Taylor Harris one. Like when it went up, I was a bit like, well, I, I don't get it. Like she, she's not the best player in the league, you know. Aaron, I thought Aaron Phillips should have had one of all people. Um, but I, I I'm all I, this Matilda's thing. Um, like this is big. Like they, what they did. It's not the fact where they finished. It's it's what it represents for women who who never had a pathway to elite sport. Um, for the, the the women in elite sport who never got crowds, never got attention, uh, and now this this team has just amassed the uh, you know the the greatest television audience probably in Australian history, at least Australian sporting history. But you know, I need to digress because we need to go back to uh, we need to go back to to, to, to Essendon. What we just had rental company. Yeah, look. We can say it's sport, but the, the fact of the matter is, uh, well, I, I don't know if the club is still, well, it, it, it is in a sense, right? Because people pay money to go to the AFL and they bring get advertising dollars because people watch AFL and yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, people use the hard-earned, cash-working, hard jobs, um, you know, sacrificing a lot. The, the football is their outlet. The football is their time. Uh, to take themselves away from the stresses of life, to, to, to it's it's their passion, it's their getaway, it's the one thing they look forward to all week, and particularly in, you know rising, uh, uh, you know I don't have to go on about the economic pressures of of today, but uh, memberships going up, cost of living going up, people are genuinely sacrificing to be able to pay their membership to go and watch this football club, and. It, it must be just so. Look, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm probably not in that boat where it's very difficult but it must be just so disheartening if, if you, you, you do unfortunately fit in that sort of bill and find yourself in that situation and you, you, you go up and and either you've flown up to Sydney to watch them or you turn them on the TV after a long week of work and and that's the sort of stuff you fill up and 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 watch it 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 like yeah it's a game but it's 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 more I don't have the word for it but well, Pope John Paul II said it correctly when, amongst all unimportant subjects, football is by far the most important. Now, Pope John Paul, of course, was referencing the AFL season when he said that, being a very avid football supporter. Uh, goes for St Kilda, the Saints. So he knows his stuff. and. It's very true that football is by far the most important. But even from the context of, you know, looking looking at ourselves, you know, we got to work all week and even Saturday, you know, you've got to get your stuff organised. You, you don't go to social events. You arrange or get some wife points because she's looking after the baby while you're watching the game, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, you get the family together and then <laughs> by five minutes in, you can tell. This is not going the way that we want it to go. And the reality is, it was an elimination final. And we got an elimination final performance, didn't we? It, they just did not show up. And it is absolutely not good enough. And you, listener, you, Matthew, you Essendon supporter out there, we all deserve better. That was just not Good enough on every level. Mm. Mm. I um, yeah, I, I said in a few group chats, I'd be disgusted if they accepted match payments mm. for that one because mm. yeah, 
yeah. But uh, anyway, we, we do could you do an hour without disappointment? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I don't think there's much point in discussing the game itself. There's really nothing to discuss about how poor every effort was. Um, do you think that this? Because I, I I've got my opinion, but I want to hear yours. That this performance and really everything post the buy. Do you think that has undone the good vibes and the good work we got from the first half of the year? Like if, if and and we'll get more into this next next week. But I feel like all the progress we made has been undone after the second half of this year. No, I. Look, I, I did say, and I think it was on this show with uh, Roberto Della Sasho, I thought, or I feared that maybe we had underperformed, uh, sorry, overperformed at the halfway point of, of this season. Um, particularly, you know, look, we, we got Carlton, for example, at a really good time. Um, we, the Richmond game could have gone either way. Um, Melbourne, we didn't play them at the MCG. We played them over in Adelaide. So we, you know, mm. pretty much got the advantage of a neutral round there. Um, well, it's neutral anyway for Melbourne because we played the MCG too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, we didn't have to play Melbourne where they're probably at their best. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, it just, yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, look, does it undo all of the work? No, I, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of things that come out of the season that um, it, it's going to be big ticks. Um, you know, is, is Kyle Langford any less of an All-Australian nomination, in, in our opinion? No, probably not. Mm. Um, is Hobbs now a bona fide midfielder at AFL level? Uh, or is he not because of this? Uh, no, he, he still is. Is Caldwell um, going to be the... Is he the jet that we thought he was? You know, the inside bull? Uh, yes, he is. And that's you're mm. not taking that away from him. Um or oh, look, can't, can't say much about Peter Wright, but Perkins showed some development. Um, someone like a Jai Menzi. Um, okay, we've got a player there. Um, you know, so, like, and, and this could go on, you know. Ridley, mm. um, we, we saw that Zach Merritt, um, you know, is he any less of a, a great captain um, for this performance? Probably not. I, I don't assume that he would be one to be, it's okay, boys. Like, I, th- I reckon he'd be pretty filthy <laughs> and, mm. and be holding people to account. Um, look, this this Dyson Heppel's year. Does that look any worse because of this performance? Don't mm. know. Don't, don't think so. I think he's still mm. got one more in him, perhaps. Um, mm. So, look, I, 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 you know, we go through all the, and there's, there's Ridley and there's Zerk Thatcher uh, and there's Mason Redman uh, to maybe a certain extent, Andy McGrath, um, Sam, uh, Nick Martin, Sam Durham, like that. There's a lot of things you look back in the year and go, well, yeah, those guys took a step forward. And, and have they let themselves down post by? I don't think so. Um, mm, it's I think, interesting. I think that we've seen how high the bar, bar is for them. And, and did they reach it post by? Probably not. Probably not. But um, they're better for having the year than they, than they are not. So, I, no, I don't think it's been all undone. What, one thing that this loss does do is it erases any illusion that this club that has a history of getting ahead of itself, uh, it erases any illusion that we are perhaps better than where we were at the end of last year. So, and I agree with you that there's been some strides. I, For me personally, I, I feel like this loss is really, and, and this last, really the last six weeks of the season for me have been really, really disappointing. and. Probably everything since the Adelaide game has really deflated some of my excitement going into next year and the development. But if there was any thought that we were going to get ahead of ourselves and congratulate ourselves and say, yep, we're, we're on the right track, we, we don't need to continue to make really big changes, I think that is certainly not the case anymore. Mm, okay. Fair, fair enough. I, I probably... Um... Yeah, like I said, I think we're you know, 80, 90% is right. It's just that last 10% is the difference um, mm. between being really, really top side and, um, you know, finishing where we are. So like, I, I, I think we probably need to change 10 to 20% of what we're doing as opposed to throw the whole thing out, um, 
But and look, this point is probably always going to come. Do you, it's interesting though because um, one thing that I really touched on and sort of will form the crux of this episode is uh, in his press conference, uh, Brad Scott was saying, "Look, uh, our list isn't up to scratch." So he's conceding that there is there's not enough talent or not enough talent in the certain areas of our list. And I thought, this was a thought I had a couple of weeks ago, right? That do Essendon actually need to finally show a bit of guts and get a little bit aggressive in the off-season? Do they finally need to make some tougher calls than they have been in the past? Do they finally need to move on some good players in order to generate the capital to attract better players in better positions uh, in this coming off-season to sort of break the status quo of mediocrity that we've been suffering under for 20 years? Yeah, look, like what? Like what are the big changes you're proposing that we make? Well, it was just interesting in in the conversation. Like, I think, you know, before the last kind of six rounds, I would have thought that we'd probably make minimal changes. We'd probably drop off three or four players and bring in uh, a free agent or two, go to the draft and and, um, proceed from there. But it's so evident to me that there's now... There are so many holes in our list. Not necessarily holes. Like, we have players for these positions, but are these of the quality that are going to be getting us an AFL premiership, right? If you look at our forward line, is is Peter Wright the key forward that is will drive a team towards a premiership? And or is Sam Wiedemann or Harry Jones, are they a premiership quality second tall forward? Are we going to get there with those two? And if not, what are we doing about attracting that kind of talent or drafting that kind of talent? Is Zerk Thatcher a premiership level fullback? Is Laverde a premiership level fullback or, or tall defender? And if then if they're not, what are we doing about getting in talent in that to, into that position? Do we have a game breaking, game changing midfielder? I think yes. I think that's probably the midfield is probably the one area of the ground where the talent is already on the list. And I reference specifically Elijah Sardis and Archie Perkins. I think they're the difference makers that a lot of clubs, when they're at their prime, I think will be difference makers in the midfield. Um, I don't see any quality, really high quality small forwards. I think Menzi could become that player. I think we're okay for small backs, but I think that's a room for improvement. Uh, And I think we're okay for ruck talent. Um, What are your thoughts around that? Uh, Definitely key forward. I've I've said that all year. Like I I, I would rather us go after um, a a tall forward Mm. uh, uh, instead of a key. Like I don't think... Key back is where we lack the most. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, um, yeah. Look, Zerk, Zerk. When did he get beaten? Probably, probably against Tomahawk, uh, and against Jesse Hogan on the weekend. Um, yeah, but but who? It doesn't matter who's defending Jesse Hogan on the weekend. Exactly right. It, it was so poor up the ground. It, yeah. you could have had Silvani or Fletcher on Hogan. They're still kicking nine or ten goals. Exactly. So I, I think he probably. Yeah, what can you do in that scenario? Hawkins, he, uh, yeah, but, yeah, look, he, he maybe didn't finish the year, but that, that would be the theme. Um, oh, I don't know, look, maybe I'm, I'm fearful of making a hard call. Um, it's been disappointing to not have Cox and Reed come on, um, but perhaps we were hoping for too much too soon with two guys 200 centimetres plus and underweight um, for AFL. So... Look, I'm uh, not... I don't think... I just want to touch on that before we move on. 
I don't think we've been expecting too much when all I've been expecting from those two is to be able to get onto the park and play at either level, at VFL or AFL level. Mm. Like the reality is that Reed has not played for any level of time consistently at at any level for a number of years. Uh, and Cox missed the has missed 18 months to nearly the best part of two years, you know, by the time he got back into the AFL team. Mm. So that's been my disappointment is not only that they haven't become world beaters, which is kind of the unrealistic expectation that you have for three picks inside the top 10. It's not that they haven't become world beaters. It's that they haven't played and we've missed two years of development. And you look at Perkins, Perkins has hit up 50 games and yes, he's a different type of player, but same draft. Um, and he's he's starting to show signs that he's going to be a very, very good player, either in the midfield or, or at high half forward. And we just, we kind of put, all our chips in on that draft to project us forward. And it may still come. I think there is still time, but when when nowhere near seeing any proof that it, it's going to. Yeah, look, I, I mean, with the big boys, you got to, like, say, Nick Larky, for example, he's 20, 25. Um, and uh, it's only now that he's coming on, you know. So it, it, do, mm. it does unfortunately take these big fellas' time, um, particularly, you know, the bigger they get. <laughs> the longer it takes them. So, um, I, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Um, but how long can we persist? Like, we did it with Gumbleton. We saw it with Gumbleton. Really mm. talented. Hardly ever got on the park. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's, I feel like it's too early to call that. Like, it's... Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't feel... I will say, no, they're, they're failed picks. Um, Cox came in in 2021, less experienced, uh, and he was called a, a unicorn. Like, yeah. the guy can play. The guy can play. He just hasn't had a chance to have a good run at it. So I think, you know, if he can get another good preseason, we'll, we'll, yeah, I'm, I'm not ready to make a call on any of those guys. But it's, it's no. going back to your question, is there areas of the ground we have to change? I, I, I do believe we need another key forward. I agree. Um, the small forward thing's a, a funny one. Like, yeah, we, we probably do need a bona fide, but then there's the the toss up between. Well, Davy wasn't too far off this year. Is next year after another preseason, the one where he comes in. He's got his brother as well. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on Tex Wanganine a little bit later. Like, is it like we've got the talent there, it's just not mature enough. Um, mm, mm. I I don't know. Like I, yeah, I I think a key forward minimum is is really the one we've got a like a big key forward bona fide. Yeah, that's to me is is where we've got to go and hit. And so I think, and this is the dilemma, right? Because the you look at our list, and they all wear the Essendon jumper, and I love them all, right? But I look at someone like players that come to mind immediately uh, is Will Will Snelling as a 26-year-old, Nick Hind as a 29-year-old, and then um, moving through the list, like Jake Kelly, another love child of mine, 28-year-old. Are these guys going to be there when we're pushing for our next premiership, will they be contributing when we're there? We're pushing for our next premiership, or are we better off freeing up those list spots for more youth and taking chances on younger guys? Matt Guelphy, another one, right? Yeah, look, uh... third in the best and fairest last year, twenty-six years old. Can we get more out of him, or are we better off freeing up the list spot? Well. And I don't think it helps us to just offload all those mm-hmm. blokes ever uh, mm. straight away. Like, you do need depth mm-hmm. um, and you do need experience around. Like, um, these younger guys need older blokes around them to mm. to lead them and, mm. and you hope that they're leading them. Um, mm. So, look, is, is it a case of throw the baby out with the bathwater and just cut them all? I, I don't think it's... 
that's necessary. Do mm. think we need to make some improvements. There might be a few hard decisions to make. I've got the feeling it'll be more around, um, you know, those guys who were drafted a couple of years ago, Montgomery, or maybe he just came on. But Montgomery, no, he drafted last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, him, Lord, uh, the Irish bloke we've got. Uh, yeah. Some guys who are, like, I, th- I think they'll be the ones that get moved on. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I don't McBride, think any of our regulars will get moved on. I think McBride is a rookie elevation. Um, okay. Alistair Lord, I'm looking at it, had a good game on the weekend. He's only 19, though. I'm not sure where he's at. But you know how there's, there's those players that sit on your list for two or three years and then disappear? Mm. Um, he just, to me, um, just seems to be that player for us, even though he's he seems to be going okay in the twos. Um, I think we've got a decision to make around Waller, definitely. Um, yeah. But what I mean in terms of getting aggressive, is it a case of, and I mean, he's the obvious one because he's the one out of contract. Is it a case of moving on Parish because we actually get some genuine value for him and then using that to get either further up the draft board or to bring in a, a very good key forward? Um, say. I know we've we've got our eye out for say Aaron Norton and those sorts of players. Is you know do we move on a Dylan Shield and or a Drake Jake Stringer in order to generate some capital so that we can we we don't need cap space but we need capital to be able to bring players in. I'm I'm not sure. Um, I again are those guys going to be around when we're pushing for a flag? Are they going to be contributing when we're pushing for a flag? No, oh, it, it's hard to say. Um, you got to remember, we we almost beat Port Adelaide, who were, you know, pushing for top spot. Um, yeah, we did. We almost beat it. them, and we almost lost to West Coast, and we almost lost to North Melbourne twice, and we just lost by 126 points. Hmm. Funny game. Um, no, they're not. But again, okay, you, you move on those guys. Who do you bring in? Like that. That's what I'm. Yeah, I, I don't think the, the, the way to success is to just clear out all the 25, 29-plus who they're not part of the next flag, so get rid of them. Look, maybe there's some value to be gained, i.e. similar to what Brett Delidio at, at Richmond in 2016 when mm. um, he's moved on. But look, look, potentially, yeah. But, um, yeah, look, I think it's a little bit different. They, they, they had too much talent at the top and wanted to spread it out. Um, we've probably got... Holes, I suppose that's what we're saying. Yeah, nah. yeah and, and that's, like, what, that's what I mean. I like, and, and I, I haven't seen a courageous call like that. If you look at any premiership team, there's been courageous calls where they've seemingly sold the farm and taken a risk, and it's turned out to win them a premiership. Like, you go back to Geelong with Brad Ottens giving up two first-round picks for that. Uh, you go back to Jeremy Cameron, what did they give up? Three first-round picks for that. Um, bringing in Dangerfield, those sorts of players. They've made courageous call after courageous call after courageous call, and it's ended up paying off for them. You look at Collingwood, moving on Grundy, moving on Trelaw. We just have never, in my reckoning, made really courageous calls like that. The The closest we've gotten is when we brought in Smith, Stringer and Saad, of which only Stringer is left on the list. And the next year we brought in Shield, And you would include in that, we got Caldwell back, which was that pick. That's the most courageous we've been um, or the biggest calls we've, we've done. And we didn't even get past an elimination final with those players on the list. So when... When do we make these courageous calls? When when is Essendon going to change its modus operandi of keeping the players that it likes on the list and not actually going out into the market and really going hard at at good players to turn this list from a tenth, eighth, ninth, tenth list into a first, second, third list? Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, um, like, we we don't need more. I say average players. It's not to say that um, Caddy and Pressier and etc. were average players, but like I, I believe we need a, a really big fish, and I don't know if mm. blowing up Shield Stringer 
these sort of guys, Parish. I don't know if we get who's going to trade a big fish for them. Like who's going to mm. look? Mm. Maybe it's part of a deal because they know they're going to lose him anyway. Maybe yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't like. I, I'm not a fan of just blowing it up for the sake of blowing it up. No, I agree. I agree. We need to we need to get a big fish, and we need to. And, I think we need a couple of big fish, to be honest. Um, And we really need to be targeted around, I think, certainly another key back. And we need a second tall forward. There's there's no question. Uh, Actually, we need a number one forward. I think Peter Wright's a really good second forward. I don't think he's a good number one forward. Uh, You know, out of the... How long have we had him? Three years that we've had him? He's had one really good year and two okay years. Hmm. Yeah, Peter. Oh, look, is, is it fair to assess this here? I think so, yeah. Okay. I, I think as a, as a professional athlete, yeah, look, he did his shoulder in, early in the year. He went through a full rehab protocol, was not rushed back at all, um, and has had a lot of games back now. What's he had, like 10 games back? Mm. Um, so, so I think it's fair to assess on, yeah, that it should have taken three or four or five games to get back into the groove, but we should be getting consistent, decent performances. And it's not just him, it's the whole team, right? But I expected more from our best and fairest winner last year. Does does Zach Merritt drop off after he's missed a week or two with suspension or injury? Um, and I know it's a very different situation, but we, you know what you're getting with Zach Merritt, regardless win or loss. Uh, I can't say that for too many more players on the list, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, yeah, it it is a different. Keep in mind, it is a different. It is a different ball game for midfielders mm. than it is for uh, a full forward. It is a totally different sport. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I actually think Peter is a symptom of issues up the field. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree that that some of his performance can be put down to that. That's for sure. Um, I. I personally think our mix in the forward line going forward has to include Kyle Langford. Yeah, oh, that's an obvious one. Yeah, yeah, and I think regardless of of the smalls, I would go Peter Wright, Kyle Langford, uh, either a resting ruckman or a second tall. Let Let's say that's a big fish. Could be James Stewart to kick five on the weekend in the VFL, and then three smalls um, with rotating through their sort of Perkins, Stringer, and other smalls. Um, we should have Elwin and Jaden back. Well, Elwin certainly is still playing, but Jaden should be ready to play next year uh, after a full preseason, etc. But you know, I still think we need talent in that position, and just across the board, we need players that can kick. If we're going to play a slow build-up style of game, we need to be recruiting players that can kick or spending a lot of time on our kicking. Are we? Uh, let me ask you this: Are we? Mm. Are we next year? The list. Are mm. we trying to win the flag next year? The fan in me says yes, no, but I think we're. I think we need to be inside the eight at this stage of the season comfortably. By next year. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think missing finals is acceptable next year. You said this in 2021. Yep, and it wasn't acceptable, and the coach got sacked. Yep, and so you're not saying that this attitude is cyclical? Uh, The only thing that is consistent with Essendon over the last 20 years is mediocrity. So I don't think expecting better performances and better output with... Performances that we got at the start of the year uh, is is unacceptable. You know, I, I don't think I don't think me expecting us to be sitting between five and seven towards the end of next year. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. That's not realistic. But what I'm trying to say is, all right, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna list some names off here: Hobbs, Caldwell, Perkins. Uh, Martin, Durham, Sardis. What's that? 
six, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zerk, throw him in there. Cox, Menzi. Uh, eight or nine of those guys have played less than 50 games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and there's some supreme top-end talent there. Um, Hobbs, Caldwell, Perkins, Sardis, Martin, etc. Um, what I'm trying to say is, is our goal as a football club right now to try, pardon me, win a flag in three or four years of time, which means enduring some hardship over the next one or two to get us the experience needed to be able to ask that question three or four times? Or is our goal as a football club, we must make finals next year or, or, or we are on the wrong path and we're a complete and utter failure? You know, that's a good point. I, If we'd finished the year the same way we started it, right? So if you look at our back end of the season, So I'm just bringing it up now. So let's say that our last good performance was Adelaide, Essendon Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So if we lose to Geelong, let's say four goals. If we take the Bulldogs to within one or two goals, Sydney performance was... The end was okay, but majority of that game was really poor. There was two quarters in there where we just didn't show up. But you could say that was not a bad loss. If we get a comfortable win against the Eagles, comfortable win against the Roos, again, another close loss, and then you know a close loss on, um, on Friday, then I say, yeah, that season's probably a success because we can see the, the, biggest, the biggest, biggest criticism that Essendon has had over the last 10 years is we don't know which which Essendon's turning up. It's inconsistency of effort. Not that our top end is not good enough. It's that our top and our bottom are too far apart. And right up until round 13, I would have said that is the old Essendon. Our top and our bottom are finally getting close together. And that question or that flaw still has not been addressed this year. And so, okay, maybe we don't make finals next year. But if that gap between our top and our bottom is not significantly closer, then I think it's a really big problem. But here's the thing, right? Like, okay, you're expecting this gap to be closer. Fair mm. enough. Um, do you think that this happens overnight? Like, especially when we're coming in with players from the draft, we're taking more of that approach? Mm. It, it, it does. It's going to take time. There's going to be, you know... Um, Points where we just get flogged. Um, not, 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 not meaning to accept that, but unfortunately, when you give as much responsibility as we've given to some young guys, Hobbs, Caldwell, Perkins, um, and, 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 and the lack of games we do have, senior mature bodies come and just roll them <laughs> and they do get overawed and they do get like, what the hell was just that? Because they, you know, they don't understand their performance. Um, or how to perform just yet. Um, and so I, I, I think there's been enough evidence this year to show us that we're starting to at least take the steps in the right direction towards understanding how to perform um, and perform at a very, very high level. Uh, I, I'm I'm confident that we're on the right path as more than I was when I reflect on 2022. There, there's enough evidence there to suggest to me that we are on the way to doing that. We're just not there yet. Well, looking at at the weekend in terms of stats, right? Uh, the average age for Essendon was 24 year, 25 years, four months. The average age for GWS was 25 years, 11 months. The average yeah. games for Essendon was 94.7. The average games for GWS was 100.4. Players less than 50 games, Essendon 6, GWS 7. Players 50 to 99, 7 each. Players 100 to 149, 4 for GWS, 7 for Essendon. 150 to 200, two for GWS, one for Essendon. 200 or more, three for GWS, two for Essendon. So 
I would argue that we were not just beaten, but absolutely destroyed by a team that you could argue was the same level of experience or less experienced than us. Mm. You bring up a fair point. Look, that, that does uh, undermine me. Of a certain, did we play, forgive my memory here, I seem to have uh, amnesia before the bye. Did we play Greater Western Sydney earlier on in the year? Played him Easter. Okay. Um, and we, we got the win there, didn't we? We did. So, do you want to look at average age then? No, I don't know. But, but the, 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 what I was trying to wonder is... Um, the, the uh, okay, we, we're throwing so much weight into this performance, and I understand why, and it's it is frustrating. Um, but then, how much weight would you give to a performance where we beat GWS? Yeah, that's you know I mean? so. I'm I'm bringing that game up. Um, and actually, we were significantly younger that day. So we had our average was 80, 85.8, and they were 93.8. So look, and we always have the bias of recency, right? Um, but that's, that, that's what I'm to yeah. But that, that effort was so woeful. Oh, and yeah. That so it. disgusting that I, I think it's inexcusable. Oh, yeah, no, no disagreement there. Like I'm not yeah, seeing you saying, "Oh, it's okay." Like we can accept this. Like, absolutely not. And I've got more confidence right now that there are people within those four walls holding people to account. And I probably said that last year, but I think I believe it a lot more. This no, year. I, I, I definitely agree. I, I definitely agree that the a Brad Scott led coaching panel, although didn't arrest that performance um, will have far greater weight, far greater clout and far greater emphasis on changing that performance than po- coaching panels we've had before, for sure. Yeah. And, I, don't and think, even, um, I don't think Dave Barham is sitting there going, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, like, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, so... Um, but what I'm saying is, 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 are we going, not going too hard on one performance, but like, do just based on one performance, you know, we're making these big calls and we're failing and, and this is. No, that, but, but I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm okay. basing it on losing too long by 77 points, losing to the Bulldogs by 41 points, only just beating West Coast, only just beating North Melbourne, and then losing by our biggest margin in something like 16 years or something. In a game, yeah. in a game that if we'd won, we would be sitting in eighth and have to get over Collingwood to, even if we'd lost to Collingwood, potentially still played finals. You know what I mean? Like, it's the context that makes this so, so despicable. Is essentially, that win would have gotten us into finals. So with the stakes so high, they just turned out. Well, they didn't turn up. Is is the point? Mm, yeah. Um, what I'm trying to highlight, and I'll probably go around in circles here, but is 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 the weekend's performance an outlier to the direction we're actually headed? Because I'm looking at this other game we played against JWS earlier in the year. Jake Stringer kicked four goals, six. Of the guy mm. could have kicked ten. <laughs> we're talking mm. about delisting him, trading him, like. <laughs> like against his same team, he he, he tore them apart. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? no, I'm not. But I'm not saying trade him because he's shit. We don't want him on the list. I'm saying trade him because he's of value. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, my my point being, is it as bad as what? Yes, the individual performance of this weekend is bad, but. Is it too much to go, okay, well, this entire year is a failure? Don't think so. Don't mm. think so. And yeah, I, I think... Like, you're, you're highlighting a lot of games there, North Melbourne, West Coast, but I also look back and go, okay, well, and I know we didn't win, and perhaps I'm, I'm being... Um, uh, mediocre here, but, you know, 
we're inches away from beating Port Adelaide, literally. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, look, we, we should have nailed a couple more. Could have gotten over Collingwood on Anzac Day. I know we didn't do these things, but surely, and, and, and you know, beating the Melbourne, even though I sort of talked about that, well, maybe it wasn't as good as what it seemed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we saw Carlton the right time, but we did beat him. I'm probably standing on a bit of a wobbly leg here, but um, as much as there are signs where we go, mm, big questionable, um, I do think there are enough signs throughout the year for us to go, yep, I, I really like this. I like the direction that we're headed. It's not always, it's not going to be a smooth, positive trajectory all the time. You're going to be down and up. I think we're more down than we are up, is what I'm trying to say, even though I'm mm. probably struggling to say that. Um, and we, look, we both sat on this show in the last couple of weeks and admitted we won. We won ugly, but we won uh, against mm. North and West Coast, and we may not have done that in years gone by. And I know that's probably a low bar for us to look to reach, but the fact that we won ugly when other, in other years <laughs> we might not have even been able to do that is a positive. So don't know. Mm. Don't, know. don't know if I'm ready to just throw it all out. No, I, I agree. I, I guess the point I've, I'm trying to make is that we've got some... I'm, I'm convinced now more so than I have been in other years, that our our list is not up to it. That at the we just don't have the high end that you need to get you over the line in big games and in big finals and in premierships. And my question is so Josh Dunkley wanted to come to us a couple of years ago. And mm. the Bulldogs asked for two first round picks and we just didn't give it up. He yep. He's potentially going to win a best and fairest in a top two team, potentially a grand finalist this year. So those are the kinds of calls that other clubs just get done and we haven't. And do we need to start getting those things done and finding those players and bringing them in the door and genuinely changing the profile of our list? Well, um. I actually think we may have said on this show, I've said this lots and I reckon we looked at that deal and we said, we are glad we didn't do that. We're glad we didn't trade two first-round picks for Josh Dunkley. He's doing really well in Brisbane because he's around a good team. In, in my, mm. If he came to Essen, I don't think he'd be the same player. Um, I think you elevate, like, he goes and plays next to Lockie Neal, who takes a tag. Josh Dunkley gets not a tag, and, and he goes bananas. Yeah, he probably had that at Western. Well, I suppose he got squeezed out of midfield minutes. The Bulldogs. I mean, look, no doubt he he is a great, great player. Um, what I'm saying, there, there's no question as to whether or not our list is up to it. It's not. All right, it's mm. it, right at the moment. It's not. Mm. But I, again, to my point, I don't think it's a wise move for us to go. Let's go all in on just loading up next year and and getting big deals done. Um, I think mm-hmm. there are some big deals we need to get done. I.e. We do need another key forward, maybe a key mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. But, okay, Hobbs, like we said, the, the key players uh, who are probably part of our next premiership push, Hobbs, Perkins, uh, Sardis, uh, if you throw on Cox in, Caldwell, fine. Caldwell uh, these guys, even Draper, I don't think he's even played 100 games yet. Um, and you can look in the VFL as well, and maybe we can assume that the two Davy boys are going to be part of that. Um, Except, like, they're not. Yes, they're not. They're not a premiership quality side yet. But we need to go through these stages of hardship, so that they can get the games and experience to be a premiership pursuing quality side. Mm, yeah. Look, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree as as much as I've been doom and gloom. I tend to agree that I think a lot of the core pieces are there. I think the core midfield is certainly there. Um, how old is Setterfield? 25. So even Setterfield's going to be around, you know, at least five years at, at a high level, you would think. So I, my concerns are like yours. I think they are down back and I think they up, are up forward. I think we need a genuine target man up front and I think we need a genuine 
lockdown, uh, big body defender. I think Ridley will excel as the third tall, uh, and I think Zerk is a serviceable and um, I can see I can see Zerk being a premiership player as long as he has enough support. As long as there's a second 200 centimetre plus key defender there for him to work alongside, I, I think he is a good second tall uh, with Ridley being the third defender, if that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, let, let's not forget how much praise we had for this guy at the start of the year. I yeah. really like Zerk. I like Zerk a lot. Um, yeah. I hope he doesn't leave. I want to keep him. Yeah, well, that's true. Hey, other clubs are after him, so he must be doing something all right. He's mm. going all right. Yeah, the big yeah. Fight, but uh, yeah, I think we can. Do we, do we settle? Are we are we settled on that one? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think yeah, like you say, key forward and key back are our two big needs. I think we're okay, really, across the list. And look. Lewis Hayes has had a decent year in the twos. He's a 200-centimetre centre-half back. Uh, he's very skinny, but another preseason, maybe he's ready to put on, you know, he doesn't have to put on that much, maybe another six kilos, and he's he's up the 90 mark and um, potentially able to match it as a, as a more athletic key defender. Um, Nick Bryan has shown consistently at VFL level that he is too good for VFL. And I think with Phillips retiring, I very happily work with a Sam Draper, Nick Bryan, one, two combo. Uh, and you just got to think Nick Bryan at 21, where's he going to be in four years when he's 25 years old? So very happy with him on the list. My worry is Zach Reed. I think Coxie now has shown that he can get on the park. My big worry is Zach Reed. Um, the I think he can play at either end of the ground, but can he actually get on the park is my question. Yeah, unfortunately, he is in Scott Gumbleton territory. Mm. Um, he, I, look, I, I really hope that that doesn't occur. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's, there's, a, uh, there's a quality player there. Um, just need to get him out on the park. But, uh, yeah, look, maybe maybe he's the man. Maybe he's the man where there are... Looking forward down back. But mm. again, we'll need time. So, yeah, it's a frustrating process. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so, we've got a, another game Friday night coming up. Um, look, for I don't think it's worth really previewing, but for me, um, I prefer that we lose given where the season is at. Um, there's a chance for us to drop... Four places, uh, which would secure us one, two, three, pick six in the draft. Probably pick nine after all the compo that North Melbourne will get. Pick one, pick two, Riley Sanders. Um, but to be honest, I'd, given where the season is now, we can't make finals unless we win by 150 points. Uh, I would happily lose and, and get a better pick into our hands. Yeah. Yeah, it... Uh... Yeah, the old tank. Mm. Um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. When you you finish your season on a on a bad loss, like I, I don't know. I, it just doesn't feel good coming back the next year, does it? Like, mm. um, so look, I, I don't know. I, th- I think they need to respond given the terrible performance that they had, um, but a win. Although morally helps us, uh, I think long term is le- of less value than than a better draft pick. Yeah, look, an- another round twenty. Well, it used to be round twenty two, but another round twenty four. Dead rubber for the bombers. Nothing we're not unfamiliar with. So mm. Um, mm. we'll we'll see who who turns up, who turns out. Uh, a shame because it was a sold out crowd. So I wonder if that'll still be the case. But no, nah, I, I think there'll be quite a. I, I think there'll be a lot of people not turning up. Yeah, Geelong, enough. Collingwood are, are going poorly. They'll they'll continue to rest players. Essendon, a lot of people will be immensely disappointed with that performance. But we will be there because we are nuffs. Yeah. Well, what was I? Uh, I was going to go somewhere with that, but I've forgotten. So forgive me. It'll come back to me. But oh no, I, I remember. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, I've actually. The Essendon media, t- I remember 
last year, round one against Geelong in round yep. one. We got absolutely pummeled. Yep. And the media team had the guts to post snippets of the Rish and Rath podcast of them talking about how their cars had blown up just before <laughs> round one. And I was absolutely filthy. Like, how yep. out of touch could you be to be posting that sort of stuff? Like, just come on. Come on, yep. time and place. Time and yep. place, gents. Um, or ladies. Or, yeah, while well, the gents on the on – the, like, I think Darcy, Andrew, and, and the, the media guy. Yeah. I don't know his name, but he's always around. I, yep. I forget his name. But And Dylan Shield. Yeah. So they're the gents I'm referring to. But um, we haven't heard really a peep from the Essendon FC apart from the invite you received today, Nick. Oh, boy. Boy, oh boy, wowee. The headline for this was Get Excited for Round 24. And I opened it up and I'm like, Surely, surely they are kidding. And no, they were not. Come and drop 500 bucks on a president's function. Uh, I thought it was win. I thought it was win a president's luncheon. Not the one I opened and responded to. Oh, you're kidding. I've misread that. I thought it was um, have a chance to win. No, that was a different one. That one came later in the day. Oh, hang on. I've got to, I'm checking this right now. Is that the one you sent through in the group chat? No, no. The one I sent through. Um, oh, win a President's Club match day experience. No, that was, that was later on. And earlier on in the day, you're telling me they had sent you an email saying, come and spend 500 bucks at the on a President's luncheon. Yep. You've got to be kidding me. And I responded to them. <laughs> Do you think it's appropriate sending this after the performance on the weekend? Do you not understand who your target market is? Oh, my gosh. Surely after a performance like that, you just shut up shop. You do not try and sell your members anything. You do not. You just close down, batten down the hatches and just wait for a better performance. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, yeah. What I hate to be the media guy, just knowing he's got the, he's got, you know, been told from above he's got to send this and having to send that and just knowing, knowing it's not going to be well received. <laughs> it's so bad, in fact, that didn't they turn off comments on the Facebook page and stuff on the Instagram? Yeah, so they posted about the seatbelts and the TRC Cup or TRC stuff they're doing this weekend, they've turned off comments on the post because they just know. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I couldn't believe the stats. Like, I remember reading the full-time score, three-quarter time score, and it'd be like posted six minutes ago, and there was like 200, 300 comments. It was unbelievable. Not a single one positive. They were getting flogged on the weekend. Sorry, disaster with the with the baby. I just I just had to mute myself for a second. Oh, that's right. Oh, good. Sorry, I thought maybe you dropped out there. The listeners, they get the live. They, this is a live recording. We don't. Uh, so we give you we give you uh, technical difficulties and all. So I'll oh, give me one second. Hang on, I'll be back. No worries. Okay, I'm back. Sorry for that interruption. That's right. All good. All good. So I missed the, the tail end of what you were saying. The baby was uh, needed some some attention. Ah uh, yes. So as I was saying, uh, the Instagram um, when I was reading, uh, there was. Are we are we recording? Yeah. Oh hi all. Um, we've got the three quarter time score being posted. The full time score being posted on the S N and F C Insta. And as I was scrolling through, because. Wasn't really uh, much to watch. Um, I've checked it, and uh, you know, posted six minutes ago, and there was two to three hundred comments already in oh, six baby. minutes. It oh, was baby. getting flogged. They were getting absolutely and utterly reamed on the socials. So uh, yeah, it was uh, not a good night for Essendon socials. They, they didn't posted. Do, didn't do a play um, interview. Didn't do any like that. Just, but they read the room, was my point. They read the room until they, today, but I'm sure that uh, was all part of the plan. Imagine being Kyle Langford and having to come out today and promote that oh. stuff. 
Yeah. Imagine. Not, not easy. Not easy. Oh, uh, and and they sent out Kyle Langford because they know <laughs> the one good thing from the weekend was he kicked two goals and got to his fifty. Oh, 50 for the year. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, <laughs> they've sent him out because of that. Yeah. It yeah. just, oh, they, he was the sacrificial lamb. I'll tell you what, no one else was getting out. Knife in shiny armor. Hey, look, I mean, I don't mind uh, a little bit of popping your whack when you've done something wrong or you haven't, you know, like going through that. Uh, look, I, I don't know the research on it. If if actually the feeling of shame actually does invoke you to do better, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what the actual stats are on it. But uh, I reckon there is something in just that hatred feeling of not wanting to do it, um, mm. like you know, sort of running away from that going into yep. next season. Like just how bad you don't want to do it. So, but yeah, maybe maybe that's all we're held back. So. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. So let's let's end this on a lighter note. We actually yeah. have confirmed, confirmed listener for this podcast. Well, we've known that for a little while. We've had a couple of confirmed listeners, but in fact, our reach is international, Matthew. International. Oh, Italian. Uh, uh, no, doesn't go all the way to Italy. Mm. Goes to Mexico. Mexico. That's right. That's Como right. Uh, good friend of mine from high school, Nick Looms. Avid listener of the Don Father. Did well, not did know. Not. And he's over in Mexico. Yeah, he's living in Mexico. Well, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Mexico. Um from from following him, stalking him on Facebook. Uh so we have reached that far. Wowie. Tequila. Well, that's that's uh yeah. The internet knows no boundaries. Hmm. So, Maddie, let's wrap this up. Um, we've only got one more for the year before trade time, and I'm a bit sad and lonely and Where's depressed. Where's he about gone? It. I can't believe it's like it, I, I cannot believe it is September. It's not September. It's August, and this is no, the but... sad thing about our football club that our season finishes in August and not the end of September. You know what I meant? That it's nearly September. I just can't believe we're um, like winter's through and footy's done. And what the heck? Well, well, never started. Uh, well, footy's actually just getting started for the good teams, which we are not. But listeners, on a lighter note, Nick, come on, pipe up a bit. I hope this has been as much a therapy session for you as it has been for me and Matthew. Yes, following this football club is the definition of insanity, but at least we're doing it together. Thank you for joining me, Matthew. Before we say goodbye, I would like to add one thing. Uh, I've got to say, tell you a little bit of a story. I was pretty upset with the way in which we performed, so I thought, what is the one thing that could possibly, uh, you know, cure cure my uh, habitual sadness at this football club? And uh, would I that thought, be you know something what? that was well, unbelievable? It was absolutely unbelievable. But if you listen to Shong. This sorry, if you've been listening to the podcast this long, I think I just said "shong" on air. <laughs> uh, um, you would know uh, that this is definitely unbelievable. Uh, but I went and got myself a Roman of the unbelievable range at Bubble Pizza, and guess how much it cost me? Nine ninety. Nine ninety. They're telling me the cost of living is going up when you're making decisions like that and going to Bubble Pizza. You will not. Or you will be less pressured by the cost of living. So let me tell you this: that is a bargain bill, and let's, it was great. It was. Let's talk about good. Bubba's Pizza from Richmond. Mind you, we didn't realize the Fairfield one was closed. Had closed. We ordered from Richmond. We placed the order at ten to six. At seven thirty, had it still not arrived. Oh, we we called up the restaurant. Yeah, it was, must have been an Uber issue. So many drivers. Um, did not like, like I kept saying driver on the way driver cancelled driver on the way driver cancelled I called them up and the manager said Nick this is my promise to you if the driver is not here in 10 minutes I will bring it to you personally what and that's what happened that's what well, happened well because I'll, I'll tell you that because that, that that's very off brand because uh, every time I order a pizza from there it is cooked and ready to be picked up because obviously I'm a little bit closer 
Hooks are going to be picked up within 15 minutes, normally less. Normally less. So that that is definitely out of character for them. And I'm sure no, they will be endeavouring to not repeat that. They the reality are is this. I would not normally order pizza from Richmond, but we wanted to give the uh, proud sponsors of the show a go. Um, and it was a Saturday night. And what can you do about Uber delivery drivers? They mm. did their best. They personally delivered that pizza to us. It's just, it, it really, the reality is it should have said out of our delivery range. Yeah, well, so that's they a went, software error. They went, they went um, above and beyond. They went the extra mile for their customers. They did. Because they care. They care, they did, mate. They did, and and, and they you know what? It was quite good. It was very, it was the first time I'd eaten Bubba's pizza. I didn't order from their un Bubba believable range because I wanted oh. pineapple on my pizza. You just, you, you, you disgust me by your choice to put pineapple on your pizza, not by your choice and decision to utilize Bubba Pizza. I am surprised that you sound surprised that you don't back me in to tell you that that is good pizza, especially when it's only nine ninety and the unbelievable range. So the point of the story, listeners, is definitely order from them if you are within a ten minutes drive. Do not order if you are a twenty five minutes drive away. I think that's fair. I think because fair. Uber drivers will not want to take it there. Mm. Or oh, maybe if you feel like a drive, uh, definitely worth the drive. I'll say that much. You, that's you'll right. probably spend more on the petrol going there than you will on the pizza. That's how bloody good <laughs> You're definitely is. not going to spend $10 on petrol driving to Richmond from Thornbury, Matthew. And you stop shutting down my good <laughs> advertising material. Anyway, it's been great. I look forward to next week and signing off the year. It's been a great year. Uh, in the uh, in the in the studio on the online recording studio that we use, and, and I'm on my new PC actually, Matthew, my the Beast. I built it on Saturday, so hopefully, if, if, there's no camera. If uh, yeah, I haven't got the webcam yet. If if the sound quality, listeners, is no good, then I will invest in a new microphone now that I've got the new PC. PC, you PC, bro. I am PC. Awesome, brother. Right. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, go Dons.